you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. It's the Friday edition. We call it the Gumbo Show. Everything goes into the pot. We open the phone lines up like far and wide, and we spend most of our time talking to you about mm-hmm. the shows that we've discussed all week long. Um, let me just say I'm Nikki. And I'm Will. And we've got J-Mac on tap yes. to help us navigate the show, but we've got a first time. I don't think that we've had... Um, another one of our show navigators on who's helping us today. Now, my habit and my tradition is to to nickname people, okay? <laughs> because, well, frankly, I enjoy it, okay? There's no other reason. It doesn't have <laughs> to happen. I just like it. I think it's fun. Yeah. But this this um this might be a first that I I actually think that this person doesn't really need a nickname. There's there's actually a a, a nickname <laughs> kind of in the name as it is. Okay? okay. So we've got Dr. Youngblood who is <laughs> going to be screening your calls. But this is sort of a nickname, but it's really not. <laughs> and actually, when I say it, when I say it out loud, just be it's kind of scary to me. Okay. So <laughs> okay. but I feel like it's a fitting nickname. <laughs> But just for our listeners, don't don't Google this name because it might be some rapper's name or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what will come up. No, D Youngblood. Ah, D Youngblood. D okay. Youngblood. I feel like that right there is your name when you work on Aaron the Addisons, D Youngblood. <laughs> Young but <Bleasy>. now, <laughs> don't don't anybody Google that though. Don't look it up because I don't know if that's somebody else's name. And if they have a criminal history, I don't know. So like, I just, you don't, Uh yeah, it, 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 it sounds, (laughs) it's cool and all, you know, if you've got a gold tooth, Dr. Youngblood, do you have a gold tooth? (laughs) Do you have, do you have have a grill? Do you have anything that we can like, you know, put on the page just to show people that you're worthy of that name, D Youngblood? Um, anyway, it's so funny, you know, there's just, there's such a generation gap. And I think about like the jokes that I make with, with our, um, with our kids yeah. and, and I, I can't remember cause, uh, uh, Sam Witt recently got a fish and he was trying to think of what to name that fish. Do you remember? I can't, man, I came up with the, um, oh man, I gave him a crazy rap name for the fish. Um, it was something like G money or something like that. Something, <laughs> one of those like rap G-Money. names that just, you know, <laughs> and he was like, no, I don't like that. And I was like, no, just here's the thing. When we get home, just tell dad that's what you're naming your fish. And he just didn't get it. He was just like, no, I don't like it. I'm like, no, no, no. you don't have to like it. It will make your father laugh. <laughs> just tell him that your fish is G-Money. Like, you know, like just just tell him and no. So anyway, he settled on Crusher. <laughs> the, the name Crusher. of the fish is ah. Crusher. Yeah. All right. Let me just let me just say something here real quick. This is a Friday show and this is what we do. Um. I don't know why I have to whisper this, I guess, because it's kind of tragic. 
So this this is the second fish. Yes. All right. Yes. So the first fish sadly passed on. Yes. Okay. Within 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Now, that fish was called bluefin, which mm-hmm. was really really cool. Really, yeah. and it fit the fit the fish. It yeah. fit the fin. It fit the fish. <laughs> the fin too. It fit the fish. It fit the fish. <laughs> and and it was a great name, Bluefin. Yeah. You know, and, and I really think he came into our family with high hopes. I think he thought he was gonna make it, right? <laughs> um the problem is uh he was high maintenance. <laughs> and you're like, Well, how do you know that after just like less than twenty four hours? Well, because that's the only way you can make it past 24 hours in this house to not be <laughs> high maintenance is how you survive. No, I think the thing is, though, we underestimated the size of the tank that mm-hmm. we bought. And so you've got to condition the water. Right. So strike one, we put too much water conditioner in mm-hmm. for the number of gallons of a size tank that we have. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is just one gallon. I think <laughs> <Right>. we. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why <sighs> math matters. <laughs> anyway, and uh, anyway, yeah. Okay, so so that was the one thing. And then uh, we didn't properly float the fish. That is to say, yes. uh, we didn't do it at all. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you see that? I could have been a politician. <laughs> we may have not properly floated the fish. And then over in parentheses, you, you see they didn't do it at all. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't float it at all. And and let me tell you why. Because when I when I remember getting fish, which my first time getting one was in college, you know, you, that's how you like decorate your room. So mm-hmm. when I got a fish, the fish was in a plastic bag, mm-hmm. which begs to to be floated. Like you, mm-hmm. you, it's in a plastic bag. So you go home, you put it in your tank inside the bag. And so I we talked to the pet store employees, and they told us that these new beta fish, which is what he has. These new beta fish have been like genetically modified. Oh they've goodness. been engineered to I don't know what they've done. She said that they're not they're not like the old fish because I'm like, oh yeah, I had a beta fish. It was very low maintenance, you know. And she said, well, yeah, these are low maintenance, but they do require care. And I'm like, did they tell you that? <laughs> like, how do you know that? Did they tell you that they require care? I don't know. So, but it came in like a little plastic tub. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I thought, well, they can't expect you to float that, right? Like it didn't, didn't yeah. come on, come on. You were with, you were with me. Not at the store. Yeah. No, but but you I were, was with you. Yeah, as we as we set up this tank yes, together. Come there. on now, I was there. Okay, and you and I both agreed because you're kind of like over there in the silence section. No, but, but we agreed that the water. We thought the water was the same um, temperature. temperature. We're like, but yeah, we, we, were we nailed it. We were incredibly <laughs> wrong. So we get this, we, man, Bluefin, he goes in and immediately he's swimming around and we're like, okay, yes, you know, like proverbial high five. We did it. We're great parents. And, <laughs> and that was a Saturday night. And then we wake up and we're, we're going to church the next morning and Bluefin's not looking good. Mm-mm. Like he's okay, but he's not okay. You know All what right. I mean? He's just All like, right. and, and so I said to Will the Great, you know, once they were starting to move out and it was just you and I standing there, I think he's on his way out. I don't yeah. think he's, I don't think he's going to make it. Like he just didn't, he didn't have that vigor that, you know, you know right. what fish have, you know what I mean? He <laughs> yeah. didn't have that certain, like, I don't want to be on your plate look. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, you know, that right. look that fish, you know, catch yeah. me if you can. He yeah. didn't have that. It wasn't moving. Mm, a lot. <laughs> not a lot. His fins were, 
anyway, and so I thought, oh man, he can't, Sam Wick can't handle this. <laughs> you know, he can't, because he had a pet snail Ugh. that he named Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! He had a pet snail that pet actually snail. would come I, out I of her shell. That, that he—he's from Mississippi, your son. Yeah, I don't know still, if you know that. People from Mississippi. people from Mississippi, like I never heard of it either. <laughs> pet snail, but but you know, outdoorsy <laughs> people in Mississippi are very outdoorsy. And yes. so anyway, he had this pet snail named Shelly, and bless his heart, he was so proud of her. You know, she'd come out of her shell every now and again, and then mostly uh, not. But he had this pet pet snail that he took outside to see his buddy. And they're looking at, the, and I told him, I said, no, don't take, this is before Bluefin, mm-hmm. right? So I said, <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, don't take Shelly outside. Just leave Shelly inside. I think Shelly's an inside pet. Don't take her outside. So he said, mom, but please, I just want to show my friend real quick. Mm. So I said, okay, buddy, I understand. You want to show off your pet, right? <laughs> For a thousand, Alex. So <laughs> so he takes the Shelly, takes Shelly outside, and he and the and the friend are, looking Shelly over and and Shelly falls and the friend accidentally steps on Shelly. Is that why he named the fish Crusher? Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe because he's like, you're not going out like that. You're going to be like D young blood. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe he wanted a fighter. You know what I mean? So maybe he thought if he named this fish, well, can I say this though? Because so then we tried to replace Shelly with bluefin yeah, Bluefin, Bluefin didn't make it. Yeah. Well, now, Very sad. Crusher is like so. Now, Crusher is killing it. Yeah, I mean, Crusher like Probably plays need to with that him. water again. But yeah, he's doing good. Well, the only reason we had to change the oh, here comes Timmy. Man, I feel like people are like, man, what kind of household are y'all running? It's like, pretty what wild. kind of operation is this? Hey, so there's here's, a pet uh, turtle too. Just to let you there's know. a pet turtle. But anyway, there's a pet turtle. Um, okay, so so um. The fish, we had to change the water for. This is what this is what makes me think that Crusher is a survivor. Okay, yeah. what makes me think that Crusher is a survivor is that Crusher has been fed yogurt. <laughs> yes. By who? <laughs> By Timmy the Magnificent. By Timmy. He's been, he's been fed yogurt. Oh my goodness! You know what I mean? He's had pencils and all kinds of things like <sighs> dipped in there just to see what he would do. And I think Crusher really wants to live. Yeah. I really do. Like I look at him, he wants to live. He's he's discovered the art of um hiding from potential offenders. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, um all of that to say, I don't even know why I was talking about that. Like how did how did we get from know. D, D Youngblood? Oh, names. Nicknames. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. He didn't want to go goes. with G Money. He went with Blue Finn. Probably G Money would have lived because G Money would have been like street smart <laughs> and would have survived. But right. uh, anyway, so yeah, we got Crusher. It's Friday. We're going to open the phone lines. We're going to review. But first, let me let me do this. Let me kind of recap the shows from the week on Monday. We started out with a great guest. Dr. Erwin Lutzer was our guest to talk about his recent book, No Reason to Hide. And then on Tuesday, we asked the question, stupid parental rights? You know, like parents having the gall, having the audacity to want to educate their kids. Uh, is that stupid? Like, is that, you know, um, anyway, seems today that uh, many people think it is. Then on Wednesdays mm-hmm. with Will, Will the Great, you had yeah. an awesome guest on with you, Jerry, Dr. Jerry Rayner. <laughs> doctor. Yeah. You can do it. You can do it I anytime you want. I call him Jerry from Tennessee. But yeah, okay. he, he, was, he was on and we had a great discussion just about yeah. uh, the ministry that he's involved in, but just about other things as well, about prayer 
about his daughter who's going off to college and searching for colleges that are not woke and stuff yeah. like that. Just just talking about, you know, those things. But it was it was a great time. Yeah, Jerry's our brother, man. I, I, I really love Jerry, and I, I got to listen in a little bit. I didn't hear all of the show, um, but what I heard was he took a quick uh, jog down memory lane and how he uh, became acquainted with us, and yeah. I just love to hear that story. <laughs> I think it is so funny because when we were doing Urban, um, there were so many people who would say they would call in mm-hmm. or they would write in and say, now I know I'm not your target audience. Right. But I just want to say, I know I'm not your, and that seemed to be sort of like the standard greeting. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm so, I'm not your target. And so, man, we were just like, no, if you're listening, mm-hmm. you are our you're, target audience. You are our target right. audience. And you so are. anyway, that was great. Yesterday we talked about Disney's wicked attack on the family and yeah. how Disney is continuing to um, march down this road. Yeah. I think, and this is my, obviously, I don't need to say that because when you listen, you expect it to be my commentary on where we are mm-hmm. with Disney. But I, I no longer see sitting down at the table with Disney as an option. Right. I just don't. Right. That's my opinion. That's my very frank, direct opinion. I don't care if it hurts Disney lovers' feelings. I just don't. Like I, Disney has made it very clear mm-hmm. that its intent is to advance an agenda. So like this is not it's not even a question anymore. It's it's just, you know, how uh, how aggressive will that look like? What will that look like? And then, you know, how quickly will your kids be robbed of their innocence? But it's not Disney is not um, kind of like floating things out there to see if the American people will buy it. They are saying, you know, we actually don't care if you buy it. We actually don't care if you, you know, like it. And, and, and I, I would go a step further. I would say that Disney anticipates that no matter what they do, you will buy it. Right. You know, it yep. kind of reminds me of a few years ago, just to use one of Disney's uh, lines, but it reminds me of Mother Gothel from Rapunzel when mm. she wants to break away from Mother Gothel, who has enslaved her in a tower, and she wants to get away. And Mother Gothel says to her, where will you go? <laughs> like we're, I think that's what Disney says to us. I really do. I think they're just like, no, we own you. We own your kids. You're, where will you go? Where will you go? And with all of our consumption all the time, I think we are telling them the opposite of what Rapunzel said. I think we're saying, well, there's really nowhere to go. Hmm. So we just, we resign. We say, okay, we'll take whatever you, whatever you sell, whatever you sell. Yeah. All right. 888-589-8840. Phone lines are open. 888-589-8840. We will grab the break and we'll be right back. I got what you need, I promise. Yeah. Don't hold back, you feel good, honest. Leave your frustrations, no expectations. What's it gonna be? Yeah. What's it gonna be? I got what you need, no worries. Won't judge you, I ain't. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening to Friday edition. We do a little bit of a lighter show. Um, Sometimes not. Sometimes we cover some of the heavy hitting topics because we also recap what we've talked about during the week. And you are an important part of that. We open the phone lines up. I want to go to the phone lines in just a second here, but I want to share this story with you. Um, Some of our listeners may want to chime in on it. Um, this is just really interesting to me and, and, you know, 
do with it what you will. I do. Well, okay, so here we go. Mm -hmm. Uh, San Francisco city officials announced on Wednesday that they would launch a new guaranteed income program for the city's transgender community. Okay, this is information that comes from the Daily Signal. This is very interesting to me. The program, dubbed the Guaranteed Income for Trans People, will provide 55 low-income transgender city residents with $1,200 each per month for up to 18 months. The pilot program is the first of its kind for trans individuals in the city. Though San Francisco has launched launched, uh, several other programs in recent years. Now, let me just share with you really quickly... Those those other two programs, the most recent two programs, um, was the city launched a one thousand dollar a month payment stipend. I I don't know for a pregnant person. Okay, this is an article here. A pregnant okay. person who is black or Pacific Islander, huh. and and so one thousand dollars a month starting in the first trimester and lasting through two years postpartum. The city also launched a program in 2021 offering $1,000 per month for up to 18 months um, for any San Francisco artist that was adversely impacted by the pandemic. So I was looking at this and I was thinking this is really interesting because if you live in San Francisco and you are a black transgender man who happens to get pregnant and was also working as an artist, you could then earn, oh, no, no, be given $3,200 a month. Wow. That's so, crazy. But all you have to do is just check all those boxes. Use uh, black transgender man who becomes pregnant, formerly working as an artist in San Francisco. $3,200. Listen, the, this is insanity. This is insanity. Yes. Like, I, you know, I don't even know, like, how people sit down and come up with this. You think think about this, like what are the ways that we can tranquilize people so that people do not want to work and do not believe that they should be expected to work? Like what are the ways that we can find victims, Mm -hmm. right, so that we can just shower them with this narcotic that is government assistance? Like, but maybe that's a Monday show. Okay, let's go to the (laughs) phone lines. 888-589-8840-888-589-8840. Will the Great... Where are we going? All right, let's go to Jacob in Arkansas. Hi, Jacob. Hi. Um, I, I guess I wanted to take the subject back to one of Miki's favorite conspiracy theories topics from a few months back, uh, the moon landing. Oh, Jacob. No, <laughs> Jacob. Jacob. Wait, wait, wait. Buddy. Buddy. Jacob. Jacob. J-Money. Buddy. Come on. Listen. L- listen. Why? Why do you want to do that? Now, I, I look. I expect our listeners to be led by the spirit. Okay, Jacob. So I don't understand why you would want to go back, living in the past. Like, why are we? I'm sorry. Well, go ahead, you brother. Know, you, go ahead. You were talking about Disney yesterday, and you know the people that don't believe in it think Disney was part of it. But anyway, uh, that was something that I was um, thinking about that was not mentioned. I don't okay. remember y'all mentioning that was, you know, whenever you said, why would God allow us to, if he did? Um, and one of the things was, is the, um, one of the biggest evidences that we have to an accurate uh, biblical creation account comes from the moon landing. I mean, the space dust that was on the moon, I mean, they, there was 
tons of scientists that fully expected the astronauts to sink up to their knees for, you know, sinking farther in the space dust. Um, and then whenever they got up there, there really wasn't hardly any because they all agreed on how much space dust came would collect on the moon each year. And, you know, they were baffled why, but the creationist scientist was like, well, that's what we thought would be up there. That's wow. Exactly how much would be there per year if the Bible is accurate. Now, and that's very interesting. I hear a lot about that, but that's one of the reasons that the boots that they wore were so big because that was kind of their way to keep them from sinking, and they didn't end up needing them. And so that's, that's one of the biggest evidences we have of showing a young earth creation. That's mm. very interesting. I've got to tell you, Jacob, I hadn't heard that as a defense for the uh, biblical account of creation. So it sounds to me, based on what you're saying, what I'm taking away from that is that those who believed in a millions of years or whatever, billions of years, uh, they expected there to be a tremendous amount of moon dust. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes, yes. And, and, you know, and the Christian and secular scientists all pretty much agreed about the amount of how much per year was on there. Okay. And it was just a difference of 6,000 years worth of that accumulated versus millions of years. Wow. And it ended up being pretty accurate to the 6,000 years. That's very interesting. I had wow. not heard that before. Okay. That is that is interesting to consider and, and to put in, in um, depending on where people fall. Okay. Put in your defense set. Let me say this. I was Jacob. I was kind of holding my breath. It's like one of those things where you're just like, I don't know what this is going to be about. But that, that wasn't too bad, actually. Let me just. Now we don't know what's going to follow your calls, okay, brother? Like we don't. We don't know what kind of present you've opened on this Friday here before the week of Thanksgiving. Right. Right. That's gonna. That's gonna draw out of people, you know, complaints and booing and hissing. We don't know what you've done, uh, but but what you have done directly. It's not too bad. That's not too bad. Not so too thank bad. you so much for sharing that. I appreciate it. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Daryl in Texas. Hi, Daryl. Will and Mickey, hi. I don't know if I, rem- I met y'all back in March in Huntsville. Okay. Uh, and I gave you the, uh, I'm not trying to put in a plug, but I gave you the caps and t-shirts you guys took yes. pictures of. Yes. Yes. I remember you. Yeah, I remember yes, you. sir. I've been trying to speak. I've been trying to speak with y'all for months. So I'll probably talk to y'all another six months, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, listen, I got to say this and then I'll get to my comment. Um, cookie monster. I've been wanting to say cookie monster, uh, for all these months too. Remember you referred to Will as cookie monster. Yeah. When he lost <laughs> his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get that one in. And this is what I want to share, man. I, I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for your example. I want to keep it light. There's so much crazy stuff going on. But I'm excited. I got eight grandkids, and I'm going to – I'm taking my granddaughter, 17 years old, to her first concert tonight, Matthew Whitaker, blind jazz pianist. And I'm oh. so excited about that because I'm going to get to spend about four hours with her, and I just want to find out what's going on in her world oh, and just so I can nice. be a better – so I can help her better as a grandfather, know how to pray and just know how to help her navigate through some stuff that may be going on that I'm not aware of in her world. So thank y'all for the example, man, of of loving each other, loving the family, most of all, loving Jesus. And I'm glad to be in the foxhole firing, not from 
people firing down us, but we're firing. We're on top of the hill and we're shooting down at them. Come on. <laughs> God you. bless Thank you, you Darryl. brother Daryl. Listen, that, that is that right there is grandparenting. Man, that's grandparenting as a verb, right? That's it's, yeah. it's what you do and understanding that that is your posterity, that that that's those right. people that you that man, you're entrusted with the gospel to pass on to them right. as well. That right. is incredible. I'm excited awesome. um, to hear even the thought but that it's being put into action, yes. you know, the care for grandchildren yes. on the part of their, their grandparents, 17 years old. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. That's great. That's practical. And I think it's uh, in many ways, very helpful to other grandparents listening as well. So brother Daryl, thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate it. Will the great, where are we going? All right, let's go to Melissa in Alabama. Hi, Melissa. Hey, first Hello. of all, thank y'all for everything that you do. Am God I bless you. Yes, you're yes, on. Yeah, go, go right ahead. Thank okay, you so sorry. much. Um, well, me and my family just got back from Disney a few weeks ago, and we were DVC members for 10 years, um, and we were just kind of this diehard Disney fan family, you know. Yeah. But um, you can't escape it anymore. <laughs> like, I didn't let the kids watch the new movies and things that were controversial, but we went down there, and... There are cast members that are male dressed in dresses. You know, their uniform is a dress. Mm. And the amount of men wearing makeup that, you know, you can't wear makeup and sport a beard at the same time. Oh, Uh, Oh, my goodness. And so we were stuck answering questions of the kids Mm. that we didn't really even want to have to go there with little ones. And I didn't know that the parks were so infiltrated with the gays and the lesbians but they were and it was just really sad because there's not it it was a place for children but the adults have kind of taken it over with the drinking around the world at Epcot and then you know um there was actually there was groups of adults um that had shirts that said happiest childless millennial you know so these are people that are yeah they're Wow. It's crazy. Melissa, wow. let me let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Melissa, I I really mm-hmm. appreciate those comments, by the way. I, I appreciate you calling in. My my question, well, a few questions. Number one, what's the ages of your children? Like what age range do you have? Um, we have seven, eight, and then a thirteen year old. Oh, <sighs> good grief. And so you guys you guys were recently at the theme park, I'm assuming down in Orlando. Yes, yes ma'am. Okay. And um Basically, my excuse was, oh, man, that poor guy, they ran out of uniforms for him. So they stuck him in a dress that, you know, it must suck to be him, you know. (laughs) But it was crazy. And we actually, my husband, we came back home and we put our DVC up for sale and sold it within 48 hours. Wow. So, yeah. So so you're putting your foot down. Yeah. You're protecting your kids. Yeah. We had to. It was, it's gotten crazy you know we weren't like super excited to even go and the lines and the money i mean it's nine dollars for a hot dog by the pool that's man and i don't care where you are you know (laughs) mince meat you know in a casing (laughs) on two pieces of bread should never be nine dollars i don't i don't care where (laughs) exactly you know Wow. Well, Melissa, thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing that. That is very eye opening. I think so many parents, um, I think so many parents are kind of living from the 1980s. Like we're living from the time that we grew up in where you had cast members and, and, 
like we just all agree right. that children were innocent and their innocence should be protected. And these characters stayed in character. I mean, even simple questions you can remember. You're just asking, like, how can you find a bathroom? And they are cast members like mm-hmm. they stay in character. And right. and you just it was really sort of like a um, it was just a fanciful experience that I think the sooner parents wake up to the death of that, yeah. the sooner you can mourn it and then just move on. It's yeah. not worth the innocence of our not children. I'll tell you what I'd like to see. You know, I'd like to see them maintain their theme parks with the happy childless millennials. That's like, crazy. Because it's interesting. Yeah, the the happy childless millennials, you know, they can afford to go to the theme parks. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they are not, I mean... That's not the... That's not, that was not your audience. That's not the target audience. (laughs) That's not not your target audience. You know, I'd like to see them maintain those theme parks just with the happy childless millennials and just with those who are the sexually deviant and Mm. just with those who want to get smashed in the presence of kids and just with those who want to rob kids of their innocence. I'd like to see Disney be forced... um, to sustain or maintain that business model. That's what I'd like to see. Am I going to see that? No, I don't think I'm going to see that. Why? Because there's some people who are just committed to entertainment. There are just some people who are just like, yeah, I know, but right. Because, because in many ways, entertainment is an idol for us. And that's unfortunate. But I, I think again, it's, it's reality or at least it's shown itself to be reality. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where are we headed? All right, let's go to Chris in Ohio. Hi, Chris. How you doing? All Hello. Right. Hey, I'm either going to get distracted and get offline or I'll get very emotional. I think we as the church have been way too patient with Disney and all forms of entertainment. You know, whether it's, it's sports, and TV, uh, we get so caught up, you know, as you guys been talking, you know, like the need to be entertained, we we just, we don't even have any discernment what we're allowing to put in front of our eyes. We're mm. supposed to be the body of Christ, mm-hmm. and we're putting money into these things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, I, I don't, we don't watch TV in our house anymore, because mm. the commercials are bad, but the shows are bad, you know, yeah. and I guess Everything. where I'm getting at is we're, Where's our discernment? That's where, right. Where are we as body of Christ? You know, this is our, this is our Lord. This is, that's where our society is going because our church is thinking about, you know, being entertained. We've been Come lulled on. to sleep. That's where our politics are going. Come We've been on. lulled to sleep. We don't even watch or pay attention to what the enemy is doing behind our back. And he's doing it right in front of us. Halftime mm. shows at the Super Bowl and things like that. You know, it's it, it, little things in movies, and we, we sit and we watch it and say, oh, that was a great movie except this. Why won't we sit through it? They're purposely putting this stuff in. They got yeah. kids shows that they're purposely putting stuff in. And that's right. That don't belong. You Chris. Know, and I think, I think it's our church that's, you know, as a church we're messed up. Listen, I agree with you 100 and 10%. I mean, yeah. I, I could not agree with you more. And I think that you are touching on something that we must be willing in the body of Christ to explore. We have had these conversations with our kids, and I will tell you what they've said. And and sometimes you don't want it to be so. But they've said, Mom, you know, we understand that we're peculiar in the world, 
but they're like, why do we have to be peculiar even in the church? It's like, why, why do we have to be different among the different? And what we're trying to impress upon their heart is just this allegiance to Christ that nothing in this world is worth compromising who he is and what he said. Man, Chris, thank you so much for your call. We'll grab the break and continue on the other side. Make sure you stay close. Hey, don't get distracted by this earth. This place that we live for a small amount of time. These things we think we can take with us when we die. They don't last. Keep your eyes on the prize. Man, we looking around, but we got to stay focused. This life about a moment. I don't want to let it pass. I want to own it. Look in the grass. You see the opponent? He want to see you in chains. He want to see you in the flame. But you're going to be with the saints. You got to go through all the pain. You're living it now, but to die is a gain. I think about heaven a lot. And I'm going to do it for God. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition of Aaron the Addison's. We take more of your calls. We engage a lot more. Hopefully we laugh a little bit more. We call it the gumbo show. Everything goes into the pot. So as was made obvious by our brother Jacob in Arkansas, we can go as far back as you want, even to the moon landing. <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, as a joke, I was in, I was trying to meet people on both sides. <laughs> The moon landing that didn't, ha- I was just trying to meet. Anyways, welcome back to the program. <laughs> I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Tyson James with Give It to God. J-Mac is also on tap, and uh, D-Youngblood. <laughs> you have to say it that way. There, you just, there's no other way no to other say way. it. Uh, the number, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. I want to say this before we go back to the phone lines. Um, the Addisons will be on vacation all next week. Uh, but I want to I, hopefully this is good news for you. There will be fresh shows mm-hmm. next week. Uh, in fact, we just pre-recorded a show that will include video mm-hmm. uh, to air on Thanksgiving Day with two of our children where we are discussing with them the sin of ingratitude. Yeah. So it'll be kind of a in studio uh, with the kids, all all four of us are in studio talking about this. So hopefully you can listen next week. There are um, some other shows that we've pre-recorded, uh, but this one I'm especially proud of, uh, just because we get to hang out with our kids yeah. and have a conversation about being thankful and uh, the sin of not being thankful, and that will air on Thanksgiving Day. So maybe don't pull away from the table. You know what I mean. <laughs> Or and somebody's like, you don't know my family. Maybe do pull away. <laughs> Maybe step away. Give, you, give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. No, no, we want to. <laughs> no, this is Thanksgiving. We're give thankful me, for family and friends. Can you imagine together. someone saying, yeah, man, oh, man. Oh, oh boy, man. I'm telling I'm going to get up here. And uh, I think the Addison's, uh, is it two? Yeah, I'll be back at three, though, okay, y'all? <laughs> Leave my plate right here. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Only America. All right, back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where are we going? Let's go to Karen in Texas. Hi, Karen. Hey, guys. How are y'all? Hello. Hi, Karen. <laughs> hey, Miki. This is your, your old friend that I uh, used to listen to your – I used to follow your recipe with Lauren. Oh, wow. but, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. I know I love you guys, and I told Thank y'all you. before I was a homeschool mom, and I, uh, uh, I, I, I wish I'd had y'all when I was homeschooling, but I, I homeschooled before computers. Oh <laughs> wow! Come I on, I wish I had Wonderful. computers when I was homeschooling. Yeah. So anyway, 
I I tried to get in yesterday. Um, I and I, Daryl, Daryl, I love you. God bless you. Mm-hmm. I I'm praying for your evening tonight with your <laughs> daughter wonderful. and yes. um, Melissa. I mean, I'm I'm cracking up, Nikki, because I've I had a beta beta fish too. I've been on hold for a long time. Oh, <laughs> I had a beta like, fish. I I I've done the whole thing. I, our ours was named Stanley. Stanley so, the beta. Anyway. How did he hold up? Was he was he strong? Oh, he was strong, Miki, and it was post because my husband would not have dogs, so it. I assumed a fish, I'd have it for a day, and then, you know, flush it down the toilet. I'm 64. That's what we did. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> In those days. But, uh, no, my beta fish, that, that beta fish that a neighbor bought from my son lived for, like, three years, and I'm like, I'm cleaning the tank out. I'm doing everything. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to the fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, my ours did well because Mama took care of him. But um, right, he, he he lasted too long. <laughs> right, so she said he lasted too long. Let me tell you though. See, this is just, and I feel like what you're just what you're sharing, Karen. Let me tell you where this falls into the category. Remember how like our grandparents and great grandparents they would say things like you call that washing clothes you just throw them in the machine that's not washing <laughs> washing is you got to go rake them down the washboard and, and they would say you guys don't wash so I think when you start talking about homeschooling and, and you're like and we I didn't have computers so I think for what I do today you'd be like that's not homeschooling <laughs> that's, that, that, that's home googling oh, no. you know what I mean and, and so I, the same thing with the fish you know, today there are all of these neat little contraptions where you don't have to go uh, to a lot of trouble to clean the tank. We have we have a tank here. It's a one gallon tank that has a little nozzle that you just turn it back behind and it drains the tank on its own. Like you don't you know. Anyway, I feel like I'm cheating. It's a money really maker. It, no. yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it is. And it prolongs the life of the fish, which I don't know if that's a good thing. What I'm hearing from you is that it's not. So maybe. No. Anyway. No, because once once it's been alive for three years, then you get attached, right? So yeah. then it's like, yeah. oh, oh, Stanley is is yeah. floating. He's on his side. Oh. He's not. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I gotta tell you, Karen, I'm I'm already attached to Crusher. I just just and and I feel really great. You come clean. You're attached it. to because you check on him and you're like, oh, he's in the little helmet thing. Like yeah, he, just, you know, he's got I a personality. Know. We had fish before. Like yeah, we did. You know, we did. And 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 I will tell I you. <laughs> like your story here, Karen, our story is very similar. We don't have a dog and, and the kids really want a dog. And we've just said no over and over and over again. Um, some of our coworkers breed dogs and, and have shown us pictures. And I'm like, do not ever in the presence of my kid show me a picture like that. I'm sorry. It will mess us up, you know. Anyway, go ahead, Karen. I cut you off. I, I know. I love you guys so much, and God bless y'all. And I, I'm hoping to make it to marriage, family, life conference. I didn't go last year because I thought I couldn't go just as a grandmother, but I'm, I'm excited now. Awesome. So my question, just to kind of segue into that, is that um, I, I'm over with Disney. I've done it. I mean, I, I grew up with, you know, you know. Frankie Avalon and you know the original Mickey Mouse Club Mm -hmm. but um, I'm over it and I have three grandchildren now under the age of seven Mm -hmm. and um, I encourage my daughter not to do those things I don't do it but Mickey just to try to talk about yesterday I mean Mm -hmm. so I'm boycotting the movies and everything but how do I get away from buying any Disney stuff like I'm a grandmother so Mm -hmm. it's like anything I go into it's like stickers 
or anything that's it's going to be some Disney product, even if I yeah. want to buy the paper. You know what I'm talking about? And I, I don't want to exaggerate, I mean, or expound. I think I know what you're talking You know what I'm talking about. So how do yeah. I go from there? Yeah, that's a great question, Karen, because one of the things that Will the Great and I were talking about is how, you know, Disney and, and Will, you were talking about this just mm-hmm. this morning. Disney almost has tentacles everywhere, yeah. right? Like from yeah. the Marvel series to the sports network and, and um, just and, bought Hulu and yeah, all ESPN. of these things. <laughs> so so it is difficult to the point that you're making here, Karen. It is difficult to break away. But I will say this, and I think you understand what I mean when I say this. What it first begins with is a commitment, right? It begins with a commitment that I am not going to fund my own destruction, I'm not going to fund my own destruction. Right. And so when I say that, then what that looks like is as much as it depends on us. Now, I I will say, you know, the first shock of watching Disney say aloud, like say that I am not going to pull back on this, you know, to watch Disney leadership continually just dig in and to be more and more aggressive You know, it offends us so much. I'll just tell you, it offends us so much that even some of the existing T-shirts that our little kids had, we just couldn't wear them. Like for, you know, you're kind of like, you know, I I, because it makes you feel like a billboard. You know, it makes you feel like. (laughs) And so so what we settled on is, okay, these things are old. They've been handed down three times. And so you can sleep in that. But you're not wearing that out and and we're not buying any of the new stuff. And and why? It's not because we feel like our one position is going to make a huge dent in Disney, but it's our principle. Mm. It's it's for us. It's the conviction that I'm not going to fund the destruction of my kids. You know, I'm not going to fund someone's clearly stated agenda that is antithetical to the faith. And so the result of that, if that's the beginning, if that's the starting point, then the result of that is that we start to notice things in different places where, you know, we, we may not have to broadcast it, but we just say, you know, I'm not doing that. I, yeah. I'm not doing Disney plus I'm, I'm, I'm not doing Hulu. I'm not doing, and surely you're not going to be able to eradicate everything, but in order to live like, like our sister, uh, Melissa was just saying, you know, we don't have to go to the theme park. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not vital right. for life, you know, and, and, and we don't have to go to their movies. I mean, when you've got production companies that actually change the movies that they run in China, you know, they they are protecting that population. They are protecting those young people. And indeed, um, China cares about its young people more than we do here in the U.S. because yeah. we don't really have high standards. We're just like, ah, sure, <laughs> but just leave it. But China's like, no, if you want to show your movie here. This has got to come out. This can't stay in. And you know what the production companies do? The movie companies, they take it out. They take it out. And so the Chinese continue to fortify and strengthen their young people. They say, you can't watch these girly men on TV here in China. Now, look, I'm not advocating, okay, for a a type of Xi Jinping type of oversight. I'm not advocating for that. But can I say, in your little house, wherever you are, all across this country, uh, you kind of are a leader. Right. Like you and you. you. Right. I'm right. not saying that you guys are to be mini Zhijings. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but lead. What I'm, that's all. What, say that again. I said, but lead. You but don't lead. Have to, you oh, that's have great. To be, you know. Yes. Yeah. Just lead. lead. Just care. As and, a believer. And, so, and I think that's that's the way you start to see the changes. People just saying, yeah. you know what? I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. 
I think what we haven't gotten to, and then I'll move on to the next caller. I think what we haven't gotten to is the genuine conviction that is our own. Mm. You know, like to have somebody else's conviction, like somebody tells me, like I have a friend, I'll make a joke. I have a friend who, you know, we sat down to eat and uh, and he, he was like, are you, are you drinking a Diet Coke? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but why? Like, why are you drinking a Diet Coke? And I'm like, because I like it. But I don't understand. Why are you? Why are you? And so, so in the moment, my conviction is like, oh, maybe I shouldn't drink this. I know it's not good what's in there, you know. But until it becomes my own conviction where I feel that way when no one's sitting opposite me, you understand what I'm saying? Then right. I'm going to keep drinking Diet Coke. Like, I, I can say, you know, aspartame, I shouldn't. I know, and that's bad, and it killed rats, and I know. But, and this is just, I'm just being 100% honest, right? I can know that something is not good for me. But until the conviction is mine, when no one else is looking, it doesn't matter. Mm. And we haven't gotten there for Disney. We are just, if someone were to, you know, find out that we had Disney Plus or to know that we went to a theme park, we wouldn't want that kind of judgment. <laughs> but that's not enough to really produce change. Mm. What really produces change is when all across the country, people are just like, no. Absolutely not. We're not subjecting our kids to this. Right. You cannot experiment on the hearts and minds of our children. And when we get there, we make lasting changes. That's 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 my thought on that. Well, the great, I don't know. Did I leave anything? No, did you I could. leave that's anything it. out? No, you didn't. That's all, folks. All right. Um, let's go back to the phone lines. Will the great, where are we headed? Let's go to Angela in Virginia. Hi, Angela. Hello. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Hi, I just want to tell you what a great week of programming. And I also wanted to touch on the Disney um, conversation. Sure. The very first time that I was convicted in that way was when um, AFA put out an action alert a few years ago on Target mm -hmm. um, because of their transgender bathroom policies. And I remember hearing it in the car and just was overwhelmed that um, I could not support that. But when I got home and I opened up the computer and it was time to sign the position, like I just had this panic. And mm. I thought, man, am I going to be able to buy groceries for my family? Am I going to be able to buy Christmas presents? You know, all this, yeah. this like doubt that it, can I really make this commitment? Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? Little girls were getting hurt. And I thought that could be my little girl and I'm going to sign it. And I did. And, you know, the this miracle happened afterwards. I saved hundreds and hundreds of dollars for my family <laughs> almost immediately. Um, you know, but it felt so good. Even if my one um, signature didn't make a difference for that chain, it made a difference for God. And he provided, you know, he just filled Amen. that space that, that that idol, you know, was taking up. And when it came time to get rid of Netflix, it was it was almost joyful to be able to say, God, I can do this for you and yes. to tear that off. So I just want to encourage people. I want to say, you know what? If you're just grieving over, you know, what that loss of Disney might mean in your in your life, just get rid of it and just watch what God is going to do to honor that mm. decision. Because if you're doing it because you love the Lord, He's going to bless that so beautifully. And um, you know what? Maybe we won't always know if we buy a pack of gum, if it supports Disney. Mm -hmm. But God knows that our heart is clean in that. And I think that is, I think that's the biggest blessing. So just thank you guys for bringing that up. Wow. Oh, thank Angela, you. that you, is Angela. so beautifully stated. Yeah. Every Everything you just said is so beautifully stated. Yeah. Like, I, I can re man, I and I so connect with what you just said. Like I remember that we're not shopping at Target anymore. Mm -hmm. I remember that feeling of like it's a feeling of loss because these are our habits. These are the things that we're very accustomed to doing. And just as you said with the Netflix thing, like, 
You know, and I remember Will the Great saying, there can't be anything in this world that we cannot give up. I remember him saying that, no, there's, there can't be anything yeah. that has a hold on us. And I wish that there were more believers who were able to develop that kind of conviction that there is nothing in this world that has a hold on us. Amen. It cannot have us. This is not our home. All right, we are out of time. Great calls today, by the way. Thanks so much to all of our listeners. Until Monday, great fresh show for you. Okay, until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.